welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today, we begin the week with the parasha of Terumah. And Terumah means donations. And uh, in this parasha, Hashem is instructing the Jewish people to give donations to the building of the tabernacle in the, in the desert. The tabernacle, or the Mishkan as we know it, was a giant structure, imagine a huge Lego, that was assembled and disassembled through the 40 years of the desert. The Jewish people were able to put it together and take it apart and travel with it in the desert. And um, here, Hashem asked different types of donations, three types of offerings, actually. And one of them, which um, is the one that is the most uh, striking to me, is the offering in which Hashem asked the Jewish people to give half a shekel for the sockets of the Mishkan. So this Mishkan, this structure, we have to understand, had different components. It has an outer courtyard, it had a building. Inside of the building was a Holy of Holies, the Kodesh HaKodashim, where the Luchot, where the ta tablets were put. It had a, a place where the sacrifices were done. It had a candelabra. It had many components, and it was actually built out of gold, silver, copper. It had blue, purple, crimson wool, linen, and goat hair. It had also ram skins and tahar skins, and it had acacia wood, it had oil and spices. So we can see that this tabernacle was done and it had a lot of, of things going on, it had a lot of components. So Hashem asked the Jewish people to give um, as their heart is open to give, each one according to what they can give. And also he asked for the Jewish people to give half a shekel for the sockets of the tabernacle. So everybody, no matter if they were rich or poor or, or stingy or giving, didn't matter how they were, this, everybody had to give half a shekel for the sockets of the tabernacle. And we have to understand that the sockets were the foundation of this Mishkan. And we're going to understand now, we're going to go into Hasidut to try to understand how the tabernacle, how the Mishkan, the composition of the Mishkan is compared to us, to our own personal uh, makeup. Because also God says, and they shall make the sanctuary, they shall make a sanctuary and I will dwell in them. So this, the wording is very strange. It doesn't say make me a sanctuary so I can dwell in it. Hashem is saying make me a sanctuary so I can dwell in them. So what he's saying is that we, each one of us is a personal sanctuary. We're a, 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 we are a mishkan with legs and arms and, and brains and body. And we ourselves are, a holy, are, are holy. And, um, and Hashem doesn't only want us to have synagogues and places of worship where we make it beautiful and have all these beautiful things in them. He also wants us to be beautiful ourselves because really His presence really resides in us. So let's go into um, what the Alter Rebbe has to say about this. In the Tanya, he explains that the Jewish uh, person or the human is composed of different uh, parts. So we're composed of um, intellect, 
were composed of emotions. We have 10 sefirot. The intellectual ones are chokmah, bina, and dat, which is wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And then we have an emotional part of us, which is seven different sefirot, which are hesed, which is kindness. We have gebura, which is judgment, strictness. We have tiferet, which is beauty and harmony. We have netzah, which is endurance. Uh, we have hot, which is humility, yesod, which is foundation, and malhut, which is dignity and kingship. So we are, uh, we, this is part of, who, of, of what we are made of. We also have the three garments of the soul, which are our thought, our speech, and our action. And on top of that, of that we have two souls. We have a godly soul and an animal soul. We have a body. We have personalities. We also depends where we were brought up, where we were born, what type of customs we have, what type of baggage we bring. So we're very complex beings. But here, what we're learning is that we are not this. We are not all these parts. This is not what defines a Jew. This is not what defines you or me. This is not what makes you who you are. And, um, and it's very interesting, these, these things that you would think a person is this or is that, in reality, if we go to the core, if we go to his essence, he's not that. He's, the essence is something that is um, the foundation of each one of us. It's something that is not changeable, something that doesn't change or evolve or it gets ruined or gets uh, dirty or, or is suffering. It's a part of us that really, Mamesh, is a piece of God inside of us. And um, it's an emanation of Hashem. And at, at that level, we're all the same. We're exactly the same. And that's why we had to give half a shekel for the sockets of the, of the temple, because at the level of the foundation, we're all the same. Nothing is changeable. So by understanding this concept, we can understand the concept of loving your fellow as yourself. Because when you are taught and you are obliged, it's a commandment of the Torah to love your fellow as yourself, uh, this is what it is. It's that at the core level, we're all the same. We're all one. He, he, you are me and I am you. Uh, we all come from the same light. In, in, up there, we're, there's no difference between ourselves. So when we're able to see people for who they really are and not what we think they are, then we can come really to appreciate and love everybody because at their core, they're perfect. And... Um, and nothing diminishes our, in, uh, our inherent value. Nothing that we do will make us less. Uh, at the eyes, at a certain level, yes, we, we cannot be stealing, we cannot be doing not good things to others, we cannot make other people suffer. But at the core level, we're all the same. So this, why is this important to understand? This is a very important concept because when people are going in a wrong direction in life, when they're living a life that is not righteous, that is not the right life for them, that they're not fulfilling the purpose for which they were created, sometimes people can get very discouraged and they can say, okay, there's no, no reason for me to be alive anymore. I, I messed it up so bad. How can I ever get it right? I, I'm, not, I'm never going to be able to get it right. So this parasha teaches us that there's nothing so far-fetched away uh, as this idea. Because at the core, if you are full of, uh, of, 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 of Kedushah, you're, you're holy, 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 and this is what the holy of holy means. It's a holy part of ourselves that is never touched, that is perfect and pure. If you're able to connect to that part of you, that is the foundation of, of who you can become, 
then you will start building up from that core up and you'll be able to build a beautiful mishkan. So there is a story of the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef Itzak Schneerson. When he came to America in 1940 after the war, the people were discouraged, the Jewish people were very assimilated. Uh, he came to a place where there was no Yiddishkeit, there was no schools, there was, no, there was nothing. And he started building it up. And one of the things he used to do was he used to send emissaries, he used to send shliyas to visit different Jews around the country. And one day he sent Rabbi Shmuel Levitan to Chicago to visit a certain man called Charles Lisner, Mr. Lisner. And he went to the, to the office to visit Mr. Lisner, no appointment, no nothing. And he came in and there was this secretary, secular Jew, and she looked at him like this was a Jew from a different place in time. Like, where did this guy come from? And he sat them down and he said, look, Mr. Lisner is very busy right now. I don't know if he can uh, take care of you. You have to sit and wait. So the rabbi, he said, okay, I'll wait. And he sat down for hours and hours and he waited for Mr. Lisner to come out. And when he was ready to go home, Mr. Lisner came out of his office and he saw the rabbi. He says, oh, when did you arrive? He says, oh, this morning. So, so please come into my office. And he took out his checkbook and was ready to write down a check. And he said, how much do you want? How much is, what donation do you need? And he says, no, 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 you don't get it. I didn't come for money. The Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Yosef Yitzhak Schneerson, sent me to meet you. And he, the, the guy was like, wow, like a rabbi in Brooklyn knows that I exist. How does he know I exist? I'm a, this Jew. I'm not a, a religious Jew. What, what really is he interested about me? So the rabbi, Lavitan, was sitting there and he looked at him and says, really, I don't know. He just sent me to meet you. He didn't tell me what to say to you or what to do with you. He just sent me here and uh, I'm here. And uh, then he had this aha moment and he realized that he has to say something nice to this guy. And it came to his head, he said, you know what a Torah scroll is? And he said, yes, I know what a Torah scroll is. He says, you know, in the Torah scroll, there's thousands of letters. And if one of those letters is, um, is scratched or is erased or is, is broken, uh, each one of them represents a Jew. And it's like if that Jew is missing from the Torah scroll and it makes the whole Torah scroll uh, not good. It makes it not kosher, pasul. And uh, so the story is, if one Jew is missing, then we're not, we're not complete. And the, the Mr. Lesnar was very touched by it. Like he, he said, what the Rebbe wants you to know is that every Jew matters, everybody's important. And he left and they became very good friends and they kept in touch. So Rabbi Levitan went back to Brooklyn and met with the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Yosef Yitzhak Schneerson and came back with a report of what he had told uh, Mr. Lisner. And he said to him everything he had said, and the Rebbe said, it's very nice what you were saying, but I want to add something more. You, the, 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 par, the, the ink that writes the parchment of the Torah is a, is a separate entity than the parchment. There are two different entities. And the ink, the form you give the ink, is depending on what you write or what you, you, you draw with it. That's what gives it the form. And the ink also eventually with time will 
uh, fade out and it will disappear. I want to give you one more little uh, taste about the sole of a Jew. He says that the sole of a Jew is more like a carved stone, like the Luhot. When you carve something in stone, it, it's eternal. It will never disappear. Maybe with time it will get dirty and some, um, some uh, dust will get over it and will cover the essence of that Jew. But the only thing you have to do to bring out the essence of a Jew is really to clean it out and take that dust out and the essence will come back. So what the Rebbe was telling uh, Rabbi Lavitan is that the Jew as its core, his essence is uh, something that it's unchangeable. It's always there. It just gets dirty with, with life, with the way we live, with the way we think, with what we eat, with how that we dress with how we treat people, how we deal in our businesses. And it, start, it starts getting dusty and dusty and dusty. But when a person starts cleaning up all this mess, the core, the essence is always gonna be underneath. It's always gonna be there. So there's something in the Hasidut called Kabbalat Ol, and this is called the essence, the foundation. And when we put ourselves and our interests aside and connect to Hashem's will, this is what Kabbalah all is. And this is what the sockets represent. Uh, with one, our personal makeup, we make it unique. All these uh, things that we think we are, like our personalities, our emotions, our intellect, our thoughts, our speech, our action, our behavior, all these things that we think this is who I am, in reality, this is not who we are. These are just tools that Hashem have, have given us so we can perform in this world and do what we have to do in a unique way. Each one of us putting our grain of, 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 of salt or of sugar in this world in our own unique way. So the Kabbalah's or are the sockets for they lie at the bottom and hold everything up. If the foundation is not a good foundation, eventually the building is gonna collapse. So what we learn from this parasha in Hasidut is that our foundation is perfect. It's beautiful. It's never gonna collapse. It's strong and sturdy and it's eternal and it's never gonna end. So this is something you have to know. You have to know that in your deepest, deepest, deepest part of you, it, what holds you up is always gonna be strong and there for you. You, you, you just have to clean it up and find it and find that part of you that that is holding you up. And the beams and the tapestries of the, of the Mishkan represent really the sefirots, our, our, our intellect, our emotions, our garments of the soul, our thoughts, our speech, our action, and our unique expression. And without the foundation, we wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to stand on their own. So what really is holding us up is that that part of you that is eternal. And when we recognize that we are that, that that's what we are, we're a part of Hashem and nothing more, then our whole per perspective and, and purpose in life changes. Because if we are a part of God, then there's work to do, my friends. There's a lot to do and we have to get going and we have to get studying and we have to learn and we have to grow and we have to become responsible and accountable for who we are because Hashem invests a lot in, in us. He, he puts everything in us. He sends us into this world so we can perform and we can do His will. So I wanna wish you a beautiful week. 
a healthy week, a happy week, and you should always every day live a little higher and build that beautiful Mishkan inside of you, that holy, holy temple that you carry around every day, everywhere you go. Bye, thank you.